0: Welcome to Family Financial views from University of Illinois Extension.
1: Welcome everyone. My name is Kamaya Wallace Bishard, and I'm joined today by my colleagues, Kathy Sweetler and Sasha Graben And we have a very special episode of this podcast for you today. We are celebrating our one-year anniversary, and we're going to be going over just some of the different things that we've learned over the year, talk about the topics that we cover, and just like things that we are thinking about for the future. Kathy, Sasha, how are you two doing? We're good
0: i'm good
2: Good. i'm here i'm talking to kathy (laughs) snowing in illinois in october
0: yes
2: merry halloween merry halloween
1: everyone
0: (laughs) even though this will come out much later but it's okay (laughs) but um so one of the things we wanted to talk about When we got started, um, like Maya said, she said that, you know, this is a special episode. So if you're not super interested in like listening to our look back today, um, that's okay. Um, but we also, you know, wanted to bring up like, why do we do this podcast? I think that's important. So I pulled up some research from Pew Research, um, and podcasts have really come a long way. Um, the percentage of Americans who've listened to a podcast has substantially increased over the last decade. And so as of 2019, 51% of Americans over the age of 12 have listened to a podcast, like ever. So that's, that's really good. Um, and then another thing is that um, if you listen to podcasts in the last month, that's significantly gone up. So it went from in 2014, it was 15%. Now 32% of Americans listen to podcasts in the last month. And one another statistic was that was really good was that in 2014, only 8% people listen in the past week. Um, And now it's 22%. So while it's still lower than like listening to radio uh, more frequently, the podcast has increased uh, listenership. And
2: I think that's why one of the reasons why we wanted to kind of dip our toes into this medium. That's really an amazing increase when you think about it. And, you know, it is always a challenge in Illinois Extension to get our research-based information to people where they are. And so it makes sense. I'm, I was a little hesitant when you guys first proposed doing a podcast, (laughs) not a media I was very familiar with, um, or had, you know, ever produced in before, but you've, You've fully convinced me that this is where we should be. Well, I think it's easy too. It's easy listening.
0: Like you can listen um, on your commute. You can listen while you're traveling. You can listen like while you're doing like, you know, cooking or dishes or anything really. Like a lot of people like listen to podcasts in the background at work. That's what I've been like looking at as well. So I think uh, it was just kind of a natural fit for us. Um, Mm -hmm. And you are right, Kathy. Like it is hard to get the research information out. And I think this has been... A really easy way to do that.
1: Yeah, and Sasha and I are um, regular podcast listeners, so mm-hmm. Sasha will send me like ideas of new podcasts that we should be listening to. So we do learn from others who have been doing it for um, a lot longer than we have, and so we take notes on some of the different things that we think would work for our um, podcast.
0: And I would like to also mention that Kathy's son is the one who provides our music. For yes. our introduction um, and ending, it's it's the same um, piece of music, and we are so thankful for that free piano mm-hmm. music because one, it's beautiful. It kind of reminds me of Mister Rogers, and <laughs> I love it. Um, but it's it's it was really nice
2: of him to do that. So thanks for that shout out to Rob Sweedler. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Rob Sweedler. <laughs> we appreciate you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so Wonderful. let's
0: take a look back. I think that's mm-hmm. important to us to do that. Um, so. The first, the first podcast we ever had was our introduction podcast, mm-hmm. um, and we actually recorded that as our second podcast ever. If you listen to, uh, you check all my subscription boxes, you kind of heard that sneak peek that Kamaya and I were talking about, but we really wanted to kind of start the show off with like, who, who are we? What is Illinois Extension? Mm-hmm. What is it that we even do? Um, and then kind of talk about like some of our favorite um, questions that we wanted to ask each other. And I thought that was a really fun one to do.
2: Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that one. Yep, we were in this little tiny room in the basement <laughs> of, a- of the Aces Library, remember? We were all squished in there. It oh, yes. not good. That, was, that fun. was fun. That was fun.
0: I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought that was good to get our listeners like to, one, not only know more about us, but to also care about like the things that we care about, too, a little bit. So that was just my my personal bias on that, so... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And we know
1: that talking about like different personal finance topics can be hard for a lot of people. So how we kind of set up our podcast in a lot of ways, we have like our fun titles, and we share our personal experiences, Mm -hmm. as well as bring in like research, um, just to kind of like break down some of the myths that are associated with like a lot of different topics that we do cover. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the second podcast we did was, um, actually about credit scores and credit reports and talking about with our partners and Kamaya and I did that piece. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was actually the very first podcast that we did. And we didn't realize how long we had been talking (laughs) when we recorded it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a really fun one to do. I, Mm -hmm. I thought that we got a lot of information out about communicating with your partner, talking about the different um, pieces of credit. It was kind of, it was a, it was a mm-hmm. good one as well.
1: Yeah. And I, like Sasha, I really enjoyed doing that too, because when we think about like how we're communicating about money um, for a lot of us who have like different backgrounds and we were raised differently and we have different uh, money personalities and attitudes related to money, it can be hard even for the people that we love most in the world. Hardest with the people that we love most in the world to share some of what our mistakes were when we were a little bit younger, with like oh, yeah. how we used our credit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think looking back over the last year, that that's been a theme throughout all the different podcasts mm-hmm. is that communication piece and how do we communicate and how do we bring this up and what do we what are our values and how does that impact things as well as sort of the way we were raised or our expectations and all of that. So, um, you guys did a fantastic job, kind of kicking it off with that particular podcast and the topic of sharing credit issues. Um, but it, it's been interesting to me how much that has been a theme throughout all of our family financial feud podcasts mm-hmm.
0: thank you kathy I <laughs> <time>. I <laughs> <any time. laughs> no i mean it's it's nice to feel validated right like to know mm-hmm. that you know that we feel like we're uh, making uh maybe an impact but mm-hmm. also like you you're, you're right there has it's it is i think it will always be a common theme of communication period like um mm-hmm. what about finances i think that that is such a hard topic, especially even when we're teaching, like some topics are harder to teach than others. And, um, you know, we try to do the best that we can and and bring that research piece in, too. So. Um, so the next one that we talked about, um, if you remember January 2019, which was like crazy New Year, <laughs> um, we did Kathy and I did who we are with money. Um, we talked about money personalities. We talked about influences on our financial behaviors. We talked about money scripts, which I love so much. And we talked about understanding and addressing disorders of financial behaviors. So, uh, Kathy, do you have like a quick rundown of like what your favorite pieces of that podcast were?
2: I think that's one that I always really liked because, um, it's I see it every day when I'm talking to people and I'm working with people and people will say things like, you know, I do pretty well, but then the holiday season comes around Mm -hmm. and I find, you know, I'm just, I buy way too much. I know I'm buying way too much, but I love my family. I love my friends. I love my coworkers. I love everybody I run into and I just want to give them things. And I think about that because one of those money personalities is giving and it, It helps us understanding that, I think, helps us understand our behaviors and then maybe helps us consciously, you know, decide what we want to control or not control. So that's I'm always struck by how important that topic is and how much Mm -hmm. it comes up when I am talking about personal finance with people. I think it's also a gateway to talk
0: about money in general,
2: like, it's I an know easy it's access.
0: On us or like focus yeah. on yourself for a little mm-hmm. bit, yes, yeah. And, like, I know point. that, um, like, uh, a lot of like marriage, um, like counseling, like, that you could add this piece into it quickly, mm-hmm. and it would be beneficial for both parties, um, to just like each do, um, money habitudes cards or Olivia Mellon's money personalities, or even talking, like, looking into money scripts, and then just kind of figure out, like, from from those, like, how to have that conversation, be like, well, right. this is how I was raised, and this is how mm-hmm. I came from money, and then the other partner can be like, well, this is how I was raised, and then they have that discussion. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: So after that one, we went into talking about setting financial goals. Goals. That's a big one.
2: <laughs> We're almost around the clock. I always think of doing that one again at the beginning of the year. So yeah, coming around
1: absolutely. So yeah, I like the financial goals ones piece because it's important like, you know, for a lot of people, they make like their New Year's resolution or different things that they're trying to focus on at the beginning of the year. And we wanted to do that a little bit earlier on as well too, um, just to talk about like, what are some of the strategies for creating like realistic financial goals? And we did go into some of the ones that we find valuable and the ones that we do teach um, in the different programs and classes
0: that we do offer. I, I mean, and that one was fun too because that was another one that we did all together, mm-hmm. um, in the the basement of Aces, <laughs> um, and we did it in like the studio room, and I, I felt like that one really helped to kind of push the the podcast forward because that was a time where I was like, are we really gonna do this, guys? <laughs> are we not gonna do this? I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. I really mm-hmm. want to do this, so I I liked that one as well. <laughs>
2: I, th- I think the one we did in March, um, money conversations with your kids was one that I really had a fun time with. Mm-hmm. And then also kind of, as I was thinking about, um, you know, where do I want to go in 2020 and things, I, I think that's a topic I'd like to go back and elaborate on and maybe pick another te- piece of it mm-hmm. to explore because it is such a challenge or it, challenge the right word maybe it's the right word but it you know it it's a big piece of parenting is how do we help our um, youth become financially well-established and and good managers of money and so and it was a popular topic too we have a lot of listeners on that one and I think there's more we could do
0: I mean you could elaborate you could like young kids You know, middle schoolers, tweens, teenagers, young adults. I mean, there's all sorts of, like, areas you guys could go with that. And you're right, Kathy. That is one of our most listened to podcast topics. So that one was – I made me really happy inside. (laughs) (laughs) Then Seisha
1: and I did a fun one on should I get a pet? That's my
0: favorite. (laughs) This is probably my favorite because I obviously – Shared way too much on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think is also one of the funnier, funnier ones to listen to.
2: It is hilarious I to listen to. <laughs> you guys were both <laughs> very good on that one. Very real. And really, I mean, there were so many things that you brought out through the research that you did and things that even though I've been a pet owner all my life and my parents are veterinarians, so we've always had pets. Um, I just was like wow, I just hadn't thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Or wow, this is what people do with their money around pets. This is just very interesting.
0: I thought the research too that we pulled out from that was um, very timely because I think at the time it had just recently been published. And the main takeaway that I took from the research was that, you know, people are spending more money on their pets because um, you know they they love their pets as family members, and so for a lot of people, you know they'll do they'll go to great lengths to keep a pet alive or mm-hmm. <clears throat> save them or you know uh, help them with their with the pet's health. So I I found that to be Really interesting. But then also the, like the millennial piece of me is like, yeah, we do spend more on our pets because like we love to take pictures with them and post them on Instagram and like try to make them Instagram famous. So um, I, I thought that one was uh, a good one. And especially finding that research made me uh, really happy.
1: Mm -hmm. And one of the takeaway I took from that is, you know, a big piece of it. Are we actually considering all the different expenses within Mm -hmm. like our monthly budget or spending plan, whatever we create? Because like you said, Seisha, we see them as family. Are we considering what they actually cost? So that was such a great discussion.
2: It was. And then so after I have that a podcast. surprise oh. question for my podcast colleagues <laughs> here. We haven't done surprise questions for a few issue or a few versions here, but I think it's time and thinking about should we or should we not get a pet? There was Um, a question going on then, which was Kamaya's family was thinking about getting a pet. And I know, you know, we talked in the podcast that there's like financial reasons to consider, Mm -hmm. but there's also family reasons and if it's a good fit and is it a good time. So without putting you on the spot too much, I was wondering, (laughs) did your family get a pet? So we were
1: seriously going to get a pet, um, and then we adopted, and our adoptee um, is afraid of dogs. So we are in the process of um, working through some different issues, but it is still on the table. It is still on the table.
0: (laughs) While I, on the other hand, adopted two more cats (laughs) (laughs) after that podcast, so... So we're we keeping
2: our pet balance up there is yes. what we're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exponentially. Yes.
0: So after that good question. Good yes. follow-up, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> um, so after that, we Kathy and I talked about when grandpa gets exploited. Now I think that um this is the podcast that needs way more listens than it has. Um, but we talked about the exploitation of older adults. Um and how that continues to grow every year, especially as the boomers get older. I mean, we're going to have a large senior population um, coming up very quickly. And I, we also talked about um, what older generations consider about their benefits and talking about caregiver needs and responsibilities. And then we also like talked about how families manage care and income through the exchange of resources. I found that one to be a sort of challenging topic to, to podcast on personally um, I did think it was really the like the one funny moment that co- pops out to me about that podcast was when, uh, Kathy asked me if I had ever gotten, um, a grand, uh, IRS scam call, I think, or a grandparent call. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that Kathy, like, he like legit asked me about because they're targeted. That was the point. <laughs> don't really anticipate that you will. <laughs> yes. But I just thought, oh yeah, it was the grandparent call, you know, because that's the 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 fraud where like the um, you're the grandparent and they call you being like, oh my grandson's in jail. And I was like, Kathy, I
2: don't have grandchildren yet. Well so. I know you <laughs> don't <have grandchildren, laughs> obviously but um I the point i I think I was trying to make was that um These things are targeted, but knowing about them Mm -hmm. can help us avoid some of the scams and some of the exploitation. Cause I think maybe one of the reasons possibly that it doesn't have a lot of listens or as many as some of the others Mm -hmm. is it is a scary topic. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little harder to listen to. You don't like just reach for it. Like, should I get a pet? Um, but you know, it's, I think while we talked about it seriously and looked at the research seriously, of course, um, I think we also had some ideas that were would empower people to avoid exploitation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would like to have more people listen to that one.
0: Yeah. So shout out to
2: When Grandpa Gets
0: Exploited. Go check it out. Um, but then next up, Kathy and Kamaya did a beautiful job talking about you. multi-general, you're welcome, <laughs> multi-generational households, we called it Elbow Room. I was like, do you want to chime in, Kamaya, on Elbow yeah, Room? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So looking at like, what are some of the pros and cons of living in like a multi-generational household? And Kathy and I um, definitely brought in some of our personal experiences and what those experiences were like for us. And then looking at for older generations, like what are some of the things that they should consider if they're, say, for example, living with their children and grandchildren in terms of like their benefits that they do receive. So looking at other ways that they are different things that they do need to consider when they're um, in multi generational households.
2: And I think one of the things that was really interesting that I took out of the research for that one was how much r- real exchange of resources is happening between generations. If we consider things like time and labor mm-hmm. and as well as money um, and that it was going back and forth between the different generations, it's not a one way street um, As if you consider m- many households, of course. Um, and so I think that's a good thing for us all to keep in mind too, is that it isn't all. Sometimes we talk about um, young adults boomeranging back into households and it's kind of got that connotation that um the young adults can't support themselves Mm -hmm. but some if you if you really look at the individual people think about it if you know the people who are doing that in a lot of cases the older adults are getting help from the younger adults that they need um, whether it's financial or labor or caregiving or whatever so good in a way good things happening in Mm multi-generational households to support each other There's um, a recent commercial. I don't watch
0: like like regular television recently, but I did think it was interesting that I did see a commercial and like these people are like folding – it's parents. And they're like, my grandparents have moved back or my parents have moved in and my children have moved in. So we're all doing laundry. And I liked folding laundry for like every person in the house. And I just thought, wow, it's become very normalized to have
2: mm-hmm. yes. multi-generational mm-hmm. households. Yes. Which I thought was a really interesting piece. And because of a lot of good economic reasons when it comes right down to housing costs and things like that too. Mm-hmm. So we're moving down this calendar of events here. hmm So the next month, Kathy and I did, I've got the power,
0: which really focused on power of attorney, on power of attorney to act on your behalf, how to handle private affairs and legal matters and making financial management arrangements for your future. Um, and that power of attorney and estate planning is kind of my private passion project inside. And so I um, was very excited to do this podcast, but also to, um, get my acapella going during that one as well. So it was very, uh, enlightening to me to get that information out.
1: Great. And moving on from that, uh, we had another one that focused on, should I pay for college? So I'm kind of jealous of this one. Seisha and Kathy got to, um, do this one, but I really wish that I was a part of this discussion as well too, because it's one of those topics that, um, there's a lot of new research related to like paying for college and some of the decisions that families are making together. And so I'm going to let Kathy and Sasha talk a little bit about what they discuss.
2: This was an interesting one, I think because from my own personal like conversations with people and when people talk to me, I guess in workshops as well too. um, And I have a program on a college campus. So I hear from the student point of view as well this is a family feud like who pays for it to start off what's the expectation who ends up paying for it when things don't go quite mm-hmm. the way things are planned and how do people you know how do people get to the place where they make this decision and i think it's a really really hard one for people so what else do you remember from that one sasha i'm kind of
0: i just remember that we actually pulled like our facebook friends and oh, yeah your friends weren't as polarized as my friends and... which we
2: wondered if it had something to do with like after you've lived a little longer you get the attitude that like things don't always work out the way you plan mm-hmm. but it's okay you can manage or you you figure out plan b <laughs> so i i thought it was um that aspect
0: of like actually hearing from individuals that we know like what they were picking as like who should pay for college. And I think that really helped um kind of form the podcast and like in like and inf- what pieces we picked from the research to pull out that time. That was really I think that resonated you know, with a lot of people.
2: I think this is again like it's such a broad topic mm-hmm. and as you Kmaya, as you said there's a lot of research out there. We could easily, you know, tackle this from a different angle um next year. So we might want to put that on our list too because It's definitely, plus it's a national debate at the moment, so Mm -hmm. we might as well, you know, kick in some research on it. Maybe we can get that debate focused on some research. That'd be cool.
1: (laughs) Next, we talked about um, smart mobile devices, and Kathy and I um, led this one. So we focus a little bit on just different household and how this was a family feud based on the type of device that people have in their household, deciding how young is too young. And guess what? There's new information that just came out about the uh, percentage of American children who do have like cell phones. Currently have cell phones. I'm blanking on the exact um, number, but there's new research that I did hear um, on one of the programs that I was listening to and I did see a post on it as well too. but there's some more information that came out about that. But during our podcast we just discussed like what um, are some of the type of devices that families are using and just looking at pieces relating to you know consumer needs versus status. and Kathy talked a little bit about like the status piece.
2: Well, yeah, because there's always that desire to have the newest and brightest. And if you're a gadget geek, then it's very easy in the world of smart devices for there. I mean, there's always another one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that it's always interesting to me to kind of watch and see young, you know, especially young adults, like how they make these choices of like, do I get one that's refurbished? That's not quite as new, or do I get the best and the newest, maybe the newest, it's not always clear it's the best. So a lot of financial decision making going on Mm -hmm. and big dollars, if we look at it as a percentage of income, I think we was like even just phone services overall was 2%, I believe, Mm -hmm. of overall household budgets on the average. But it's really struck me again this kind of a side note, I guess, but I have a lot of family in California where there's wildfires and people are trying to stay in contact with each other and using smart devices and a shout out to my parents who are 84. And um, thank goodness they were carrying their smartphones and we could, you know, be in contact with them mm-hmm. when we needed to once they turned them on. But anyway, that was <laughs> we'll we're, we're start working on the concept that you keep your phone on. But mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it, it, Recognizing there's needs for a way to communicate and the need to communicate as families are more distributed and in different places, but also recognizing the costs that were involved with that. And that brings us to the last one that Kamaya and Seisha just did um, last month. Um, you check all my subscription boxes. And if you haven't had a chance to hear that one, I highly suggest it. I, I thought I had a good sense of subscription boxes, but now I know <laughs> I knew nothing um, <laughs> before I listened to it. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting because subscription boxes... In a way, have been very old because as we were talking, I was like, yeah, I remember getting little activities once a month that were like scientific or educational for my children. So that was a while back. And if you want to go back even further, uh, my husband's a sci-fi fan and has always been. And he used to get monthly get hardcover books in the mail and it was a sci-fi monthly thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've had subscription boxes for a really long time, but they've clearly evolved to um, a newer and better and more exciting modes that I need to check out. Yeah. And I, so I guess you guys encouraged better. me to spend
0: more. That was the takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the intended purpose.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It sounded so good.
0: <laughs> I will tell you though. Um, Kamaya actually like, sorry to put you on the spot, but Kamaya was like, did not actually know what subscription boxes we were talking about either. And she put had like a complete, spot. yeah, you completely had like, she had a completely different viewpoint of it. And I was like, oh no, I was like, oh no, we're talking about like boxes. And she's like, oh, <laughs> so I think after, you know, I think that was a, a large learning curve for her too. So I mm-hmm. give her mad respect for not only finding the research that like with, you know, within such a short amount of time, but like embracing it and like, helping me, you know, produce the podcast. So hopefully
1: that was not up to date on a lot of things. I feel like I need to be more up to date on things. My family makes fun of me a lot for things.
2: But I think that's like, as a listener point of view, because I was just a listener, (laughs) you know, hearing the different perspectives, I could tell that you were coming from different places on it, Mm -hmm. but you were both very respectful of different uh, viewpoints, which I hope we all are. Um, And it it added to the conversation, I feel like. So it was good. It was good
1: that we just did like a summary
0: of like all our different topics that we've covered this year. It's been a lot. It has been it was a lot. Um, and I felt like I learned, like I felt like doing these, um, I felt like I learned a lot, you know, I Mm -hmm. felt, um, as a professional, like I could keep up with new (laughs) research, which really helped me. Cause sometimes I get stuck in a rut and I'll just not look at research for a while. So that, Mm -hmm. I think that was a good thing. Um, But I really, obviously, I really love podcasts, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) And I really pushed our team to do this. And so I was very excited to finally, you know, um, get this one. So we have questions. Did you guys want to talk about the questions?
1: So as we go through, like (laughs) we went through all that, summarizing what those were. What were some of the highlights from your favorites? I know we had like a little discussion, a little summary of what we did, but from like your favorite ones, Kathy already told us her favorite ones, but I'm sure she's going to tell us again. What were some of the highlights from those discussions that you really liked and you hope that for listeners who uh, may be going back to listen to those, things that they can
2: possibly take away? I'm going to jump in and say that I... I was surprised looking back one how much I hate I think it's okay to say how much I learned like myself. I mean, I've been doing personal finance education for a while. So, I learned a lot from the research from each of you and having listened to him then things would come up you know maybe months down the road or whatever make me reflect back on the podcast Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot of value in that Mm -hmm. uh so for example um kind of related again to that um do you want a pet one but i had to take my um my dog in for some medical care and while i was there they you know we were doing different things and it was nothing that serious but you know still adds up by the way Mm -hmm. um and then they're like, you know, she's getting older and um, we we like to do a senior dog um, lab workup. So we just kind of do some base check. And I was like, oh, sure, that makes sense. Go right ahead. Why, as a consumer economics educator, I didn't think to ask how much will that cost? <laughs> it did, And it was more than I thought it would cost. Let's put it that way. And it also reminded me of, like, in our society, how much, we do not have transparency of medical costs. So not only as human costs, where you would think you could find out what it was going to cost to have different Mm -hmm. procedures, but even for our pets, there's not good medical transparency on costs. And it really, you know, it was just I thought about it when I looked at the bill and then I thought about, you know, that was a piece we maybe didn't touch upon fully in that podcast, but what related to it is how do we budget for these kinds of occasional expenses, whether we know about them and choose to do them, or we don't really ask enough questions to know about them um, until we get the bill big deals. And then thinking back to on when I was re-listening to it about the pet insurance, um, which I haven't done, but Given the cost, I'm beginning to wonder, would that be a good plan? So, you know, something I'm reassessing from our own family point of view. And similar
1: to you, Kathy, I use the podcast, like the discussions that we have, and I think about like my own life, like how it applies to my own life. So my favorite is the conversations with kids, um, because I have two at home and we have been working on like lots of different little things relating to like managing your finances. And so they come back with like these very intriguing questions to me um, relating to how they're managing, whether it's money they get for their birthday or allowances. Mm -hmm. And even if they go over like the allowance... Um, can you get this for me, mom? So having like the conversation with saying, you know, we already talked about this. This is what you have in your allowance. So mm-hmm. if you're over that, hmm, this is something you really want. What do we do then? And for me as a parent, it would be easy to say, OK, fine, I will just do it this time. So in our conversations um, on the with the conversations with kids, like a big part of that podcast episode for me was this exploring a little bit more about what the research do say and also understanding that um, doing like developmentally appropriate activities with like the kids just it just makes sense because both my girls are different age so I can't do the same thing with both of them in terms Mm -hmm. of some of the conversations that I do have
0: that's good that's interesting um I don't know if I really have a favorite I would say I really like as you might have heard in my recap, I really like all of them. I don't I don't think I have a favorite, but, you know, I I I do edit all the podcasts. And so, like, just like l- I listen to them like two or three times each. So I sometimes get them a little confused as well, like which one is which. Um, but I, I agree with Kathy. I think, you know, I learned a lot by creating like putting the content together if like I was the content creator for that month or looking at the research um, but I also felt like it was it was just a really good process like just the educational piece Um, and I I really hope our listeners know like how much time and effort we do put into creating these these um, podcast episodes uh, because it does take probably a good like a good while to do it is, is what mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Um, but if I had to pick, it would be, should I get a pet? I think so when we're on the topic, because we are talking about this, um, what surprised you the most about creating content for the podcast? Kind of as a piggyback.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of time <laughs> mm-hmm. I can spend an entire day because you get so um, involved in like the topic. And when I'm doing like research on it on some of the different topics like looking to see like what the data actually says then thinking about what are some of the questions that would be great for us to ask Mm -hmm. and then of course we're doing it in pairs so we're communicating with each other and trying to make sure that okay what I'm researching what I'm gathering like the information that I'm gathering that we're sharing it and so we are both like understanding that piece and then being able to come together to to Provide like a really good episode that people want to listen to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and we tend to go broad, and then we kind of have to narrow it back down, because <laughs> yes, you know yes. we, we want it to stay a manageable amount of time and information, so that is always a challenge too. I, I guess one thing that I, has surprised me um when we started this you know, I thought it was a good idea and, but I wasn't, I kind of worried, like, what if we run out of feuds? Like, what if we can't think of other (laughs) things to talk about? Because I've been very lucky. It's the one thing, um, my husband and I do argue about different things, but we, But money's been easy for us. Um, So for whatever reason, that's just not the area that we have feuds in. Not to say that that applies to all our other family members. But anyway, um, so i was a little worried about that. But I think we've done a pretty good job of coming up with feuds. And I think we have others. But we're always open to ideas from listeners. Mm -hmm, Um, If you've got feuds that you think would make a good topic, we'd be happy to research it and um, share our results, too.
0: And just to answer my own question, because that's what I'm gonna do. I think the learning curve for editing and creating a podcast was really high for me. And yes, even though I'm the one that pushed for it, that learning curve was very high. Um, But I'm really glad that I had that skill set now and really enjoy being able to kind of clean up the audio and make it sound really fabulous. So that makes me um, very
2: grateful for this experience and we're grateful that you do it and I <laughs> love your graphics that you come up for oh, yeah, too and too. the titling which is also not my forte so
0: it's been re- that was really fun I, I, I really I I love doing that and especially bouncing off each other and be like what do you think it should be called and we come up with like <laughs> the craziest things to call them so because um, I think uh, goals wouldn't have been what it was if I hadn't like talked to Kamaya about it because I was like <laughs> what should we call this and she was like "Goal." <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> again, he's like what like, no, go
1: our listeners won't know what we're talking about what are you talking about
0: <laughs> so that was really that was probably you know um if you wanted some background information on like the things that we talk about um um do we have anything else we want to share about the podcast you know like any
1: No, I just think that this year has been um, fantastic in terms of for us using like this platform, like a different way to get like financial education information out because we work with different communities and it's hard for a lot of people sometimes to even make it to some of the classes that we do offer or Mm -hmm. other resources that we have so this is one way that we are definitely trying to connect with our communities connect with like our listeners and we hope to continue it on in the future and just have like lots of different great topics that that people can benefit from
0: yes I will want to, I do want to say that, um, as of today, we have close to 800 listens. So thank you for listening. Um, That means that, you know, more than just the three of us are listening, which makes me really happy.
2: Um, But (laughs) when we add in our sisters, it's still more. Yes.
0: I don't even think, actually, I don't think any of my sisters have listened. So, um, but I do also want to say that it really, um, makes us feel validated and, um, Excited that other educators will listen and then give us um, feedback on it. And so I have had that experience and I've gotten feedback on who should pay for college and a few others and how grateful they were for mm-hmm. that timely topic and how applicable it was for their life and how they really enjoyed um, our research and the way that we delivered it. So I just wanted to tell Kathy and Kamiya that and also our listeners as well.
1: Wonderful. So as we were wrapping up, um, is there anything else that we'd like to share regarding um, where we see the podcast going or anything relating to like our plans for the future? Just to touch on it a little bit.
2: Well, I think we should keep doing them. What do you think? Yes. 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 Agreed. I agree. Um, I I
0: think in the future, we'll, um, you know, if... Um, any day, you know, if our team decides to grow, we could, you know, potentially do these more often and mm-hmm. have maybe twice a month. That's probably Kathy gave me this look like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, I do think, um, I love doing it once a month. Um, and it has been fun, but I would love to, you know, increase it and keep it going and, um, keeping you guys engaged more as listeners. Uh, that would make me happy, but we also are looking to do a, Survey Monkey, um, and so we're hoping that we can get some feedback from you guys, our listeners, as well. So, um, we're gonna hopefully get a link up soon um, on our Plan Will Retire well blog, and that way you guys can give us some feedback um, on that. So, if you don't know the blog, um, web link it's uh, www.retirewell.illinois.edu and you'll hear that again at the end of the podcast today um, but we would really love to hear feedback and want to hear about some of your feeds too because you know we are three women and maybe you have other family members in your household who have different views so absolutely well i guess that's it
1: you're in review thank you all so much for listening it's our pleasure to do
0: these and we will be doing a lot more yes, thanks everyone thanks for listening to family financial feuds if you'd like to learn more about the educators extension in illinois or just personal finance in general you can check us out on the web at www.retirewell.illinois.edu